to Midlife Moxie. We are a community and podcast all about midlife women making this one of the best seasons of their lives. Well, I'm one of your hosts, Gail. And I'm Christina. We're going to be sharing our stories, struggles, and joys while bringing you experts on topics that you care about. And we're going to do it while having a whole lot of fun. So buckle up, girls. Let's get our Moxie on. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Moxie. I'm your co-host Gail. And I'm Christina. And we are so excited today to have Angie Quittasol, otherwise known as Angie Q. And she's the author of a new book, Let's Do This. And y'all, I really enjoyed this read. It was quick, it's easy, bullet points, great graphics, and that's my kind of reading instead of just a bunch of wordy McWord words. So <laughs> Angie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, Angie is an author. She is a coach for women. She is an entrepreneur. She is an avid roller skater. She's a fashionista. She is the happy bus. If the happy bus <laughs> rolled into town, Angie would be driving it. If you could see her now, she has happy faces yes. on her sweater. Happy faces. Oh, and my and nails. you know, oh my goodness, I'm loving it. So Angie jumped out to me on social media, like literally jumped when you're scrolling through Instagram, you know, there's just those people that you think, I want to know her. And so I've been watching her for a few months. I'm like, I want her on our show. I'm just going to ask. And she said, yes. So thank you for that. Number one. And thank you for being a woman who makes a statement. You're just not so ho-hum. So that's why you're here. Well, thank you. So. Angie is kind of a harbor of happiness and joy, but we all know that that's not necessarily always natural. It's cultivated. And I thought your book really gave some great tips on cultivating happiness. But I want to start with this. And again, the name of the book is Let's Do This. That can be found on Amazon, right, Angie? Yes, Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I love having these authors and that midlife women are writing the books and doing the things. I want to start with this. Um, Let me make sure I find it because I've got about a million pages dog-eared here. And I've got to find the right one with the exact quote I want. I just want to say one Um, thing first before you do that. Like, that makes me so freaking excited, you know, that you're like, have all these pages earmarked and that it was so easy for you to read because that was kind of like the whole point is like to have my energy come across to the book and just give you those happy vibes and just feel good yes (laughs) it definitely did it was a very easy read but there was a lot of goodness in that i'm trying to find the one about age um and i've got so many dog ears i wanted to start there i think it's uh really good too like when when a book is easy to read and it's filled with fun and facts and energy that you can feel from the other person it just makes it that much more interesting and it makes it more relatable because you're like okay dude I'm gonna finish this book like I'm gonna finish this book and you feel like you're so completed because you finished a book and you're like but it was my my type of energy yeah and like 
I, I love audiobook, books, you know, because if I'm driving, I can listen. Because having to read sometimes, you're like, oh, God. Well, and I'm easily distracted, and I'm an eight. You either get to the point or I'm out. And I'm going to tell you, Angie, <laughs> I read the whole thing. <laughs> the number of books that I've read the entire book in my entire life is limited because I read till I think I've gotten it and I throw it in the pile mm-hmm. where I find out something else because I love self-help books. So it's like, oh, no, I need to fix that. I need to fix that. Or this is the new thing. Okay. The book so starts, true about her. I say, for a long, long time, I used to think I was weird. I mean, I am weird, but so what? I was trying to keep all of my talents hidden. Why? Because they didn't look like everyone else's. They shouldn't. When I embraced my beat, I love this part, my vibe, my energy, my confidence, my inner vibe, my joy, I shifted my mindset about being weird from a bad thing into a good thing. Oh, yeah, just like that. My beat became clear as day. So I love just out of the gate, finding your beat, finding your vibe. And the minute you see Angie on social Mm -hmm. media, we have a conversation with her, that's there, and it shines through. And I want you to know, I got up this morning with a new attitude. I've been struggling with sinus, uh, sinus infection and bronchitis for a few weeks. And, girl, I got up and I turned that music on, and I got my act together. And the book was part of that. Aww. But I also want to share um, this, and this is from page 11. Rediscover your happy kid activity. And she talks about think back to what you used to do when you were little. But then life got busy, you grew up, and that part of you got buried. Come on, I get you. Let's uncover the truth. And that's something I'm like, has this, this is my sister. She's been missing. And I knew I would find you when I did Ancestry DNA, and you didn't come up. So I don't know why. But I mean, I'm like, because something we talk oh, about on here is reconnecting with your little girl dreams. Mm-hmm. Because somewhere along the way, those get lost and they are a part of who we are at our core. Do you agree with that? A million percent because I feel like life gets busy. You're a mom, you're a this, you have all these hats you wear and then things that you loved, just they do get buried. And I'm not saying, and this is the crazy thing. People think, oh, you skate all day long. You dance all day long. No, I need five minutes, like five minutes to bring me back and that to ground me back to be like, okay, I got this. And skating is just one of those activities. Like when I got the skates last year, I literally was out there with the other eight year olds. They're on these like little bikes and like my husband's videotaping me. And I'm just like, yes, because I don't really. Girl, care. I'm trying to figure out what happened to my skates because in middle school, I was a badass roller skater and I had the pom poms and everything, you know, and the the, what do you call the dance wheels that mm-hmm. were special wheels with a little more cushion. Gross. I'm like, I can't, if my mother got rid of those skates, I'm digging up her grave and asking her where the skates because I'm like, oh my gosh. I want my skates and back. I'm over here like, what? I used to be a figure skater. Oh. So I'm like, this is. Back on yeah. ice? Wow. No, 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 no. Roller skates, oh. figure, figure and dance. Nice. Competition. Yeah. What, where are your skates? I. They're gone. I mean, they're long gone. I got into is, dancing after that. So. I, I turned like, in my I skates for some ballet shoes. Where, like to go the roller skating. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. You well, know, I want to ask. I, those things come back. Like you just get a glimpse at and you're like, oh, my skates. So I love that. So go ahead, Christina. Well, what question do you I want to. I want to ask. 
ask you, you know, because that statement in, in what she read was really powerful. There were a couple things that really stood out to me. Number one, that you reframed your thoughts. And number two, that you found your joy. And so I want to know where those two things come from. You know, wh- what sparked that within you that you were like, this is my joy spot. And today I'm going to reframe this thought process to find my beat. I mean, I love that. Like, give me some music and it's on, girl. Like, I don't care what kind of music it is. I'll be dancing around in my house and everybody's like, what are you doing? I don't care. Right, right. That's me all the time. I can dance all day long. Um, Just don't ask me to drop it like it's hot. I won't get back up. You're like, someone help me. Help me back up. Yeah. I have to wait and make sure my husband's right there when I drop it down low so he can be my crutch to get back up. So so talk to us. Where, Where do those two things come from? Well, like I said in the book, like it's always been in me, but I would, you know, Especially, I mean, I'm older, way past high school, but I was a teacher for so long. You watch all these kids grow up and everybody, you know, it's just, you want to be like everybody else. So the things that you're talented in, you kind of just like hush that down because nobody else has that talent, right? (laughs) And I think I just realized it as a teacher. I was like, you know what, I'm here to set an example for these kids and if I don't show them like what it is to be your true self, then like, what am I, what am I really doing here? And also I'm not about wasting life. Like every minute for me counts and they're all not happy. Like, I love that you said I drive the happy bus and I, I want to all the time, but you know, we all have those bad moments. The difference is I know how to get myself on. I know how I recognize the moment. I acknowledge it. I don't push it away. And then I know what to do to get me back on the happy bus, right? And if it's music, if it's dancing, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to waste life. And so I just want to embrace that. And the other thing is, is energy is so contagious and other people can feel it, whether it's on social media, it's us on a podcast together, or we're in person. And I feel like that's really what we're like here to do is interact and like help each other in that way. So I'm just like, man, I just want other people to be discover their beat so they can go skate down the street or do whatever their, their thing is. So did you ever lose your beat along the way between 18 year old Angie and you're what? 40. What did you say? I am 40. I'm 43. I just, yeah. Yay. We're sisters. (laughs) 43. Um, yes. Especially in that whole mix of having kids. I write about it in the book too, where I lose my style and my sister had a really tough love moment with me. Um, of course, I think the major time where I was like, who am I? What do I like? What do I like to do? Like you just are so busy being a mom but I realized at one point that they are going to grow up and they are going to leave me. And I want, you know, we want them to do that and I want them to be amazing humans. But in the same time, I don't want to have to rediscover myself when my kids go to college. So I think it's so important to have those things for yourself because that makes me a better mom, a better wife, a better friend. Okay, I want to hang out on that a minute because. Yeah, I love that. When I read your age, I thought, you know, kudos to her 
for not being like some of us and waiting until our 50s when our kids are grown and gone before you turn some of the attention back to yourself. And this is what we truly mean by self-care and not mm-hmm. getting lost because the labels come quickly. The minute you're married, the wife, then you have children, the mom. And then you're, what goes on with the mom is the PTA president, the room mom, the babysitter, the diaper changer, and with marriage, Best it's mom the of the year, the cook. But there's all these labels that come rushing in. And I remember me, especially when it came to my style, and I want to know if you guys felt this too. When I got those new labels, I felt like my style should change to reflect my new position or my new, you know, I need to dress like a mom now. I need to dress like a wife. What does that mean? What does that even mean? I hate it when people say that. You need to dress like a mom. I'm like, listen, bitch. I like my freaking skinny jeans and my tight okay, tops. Okay, so maybe you my... didn't feel that. Did you feel that <laughs> over time? Um, Did you feel this compelling, like that your style had to adjust for your new places in life? Am I the only one? I may be the only one. Um, no, you do feel the pressure. Right. You definitely feel the pressure, but I... I feel like style is such a reflection of who we are and I'm really big on being authentic. So like, I don't care if I'm 43 and I wear happy faces. Like that's just, that's my thing. Right. I love it. And I own it and I'm authentic about it. So it doesn't seem weird because I'm good with it. You know what I mean? So even as a teacher, I, I hear a lot of midlife women say, well, I don't want to attract the attention or I don't want to sit down. I'm like, well, why? I mean, they're just, and you see them. Beige, uh-huh. navy, small floral prints. And if that's who you are, you rock it, go for it. But if you Absolutely. are settling for something that, because that's just what's on the shelf down at the Target, that, that's not okay. Um, and so I love that you are very in touch with style. And style has become part of what you do and part of what you teach. So can we talk about yes. some of your style tips a little bit? Yeah. I thought these were I- Right. Um, style is like an extension of who you are. And it's, you know, we were just talking about this before we started recording about we've all been in that funk of like sweats and leggings and it's easy. You know, those used to be reserved just for your Saturday style. And now it's like the everyday. And so putting together an outfit. Oh, even shoes. Shoes. Make it, even if you're just in When I put on real shoes and went out after, you know, I got felt safe enough in COVID to do so, I came home and threw those shoes off at me. And they were like sneakers. It's not like they were comfortable, but I've been walking around my house barefoot for two years or in flip-flops. And like, I mean, it's sad. It's shut up, Christina. It's really sad. Because <laughs> like, I'm one of those COVID serious people, super... Super locked down, um, and I, I thought how quickly, like when I had to put on something with a zipper. I mean, everything I had worn had to have elastic waist for yeah. two years. But you got it. I want to talk about. I thought you had some great tips in here that were like, I like to say, very actionable. So, prepping your week on Sunday, Christina, oh. do you lay out your clothes oh. for the week on Sunday? Okay, so truth be told, you guys are gonna laugh. I heard about this tip for to save time. So lay out your clothes for the week so that way when you're when you're coming into your week you, you, that's the last thing you have to think about. Okay, I tried it for a week and I was like this is too much for me. I can't do it. Cuz you want so to wear stupid. that sweater you have on today cuz that's one of your go-tos. And it is seen, one of my go-tos. You've seen this jacket I, I, before. We're being honest here. 
Angie. We yeah. wore the same outfits. I've got my leather yeah. necklace on today that I love. But we we do we do repeat these, Christina. It's a go-to. Like, what is your go-to? And that's what I'll pick up. I'll just I have a pair of black jeans that are my go-to, and I have you know a sweater that's a go-to, and I'm like, okay, and I'm out the door. So, yeah. But I really love. I love the concept. I just haven't implemented the concept. So tell us, Angie, like what made you start to want to implement this concept? Well, (laughs) Sunday prep really started when I was a teacher and I had two kids that I had to get to school that went to my school with me. And I'm really big on like, I love mornings. And Monday mornings are my favorite. Like, I love Mondays. Oh, and so, my word. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. And I just like to make sure no little landmines are going to go off because it's a, just a domino effect for your morning, right? Um, I then pass that negative energy to my husband, to my kids, and I don't want them to start off with a shitty morning at school because, what, mom couldn't find something to wear. My bra was dirty. I couldn't find that And nothing will piss you off faster than feeling like you have nothing to wear. And I hate to admit that I'm that vain, but I am. And you want to feel good about yourself, too, so I'm not Mm going to start off my day feeling like uh, I feel meh in this outfit. So... I make Sunday prep a thing. My kids do it. They, I've, you know, I wouldn't say, I don't want to use the word train, but we've started that routine with them and they know like it's a non-negotiable in our house. And so I have an on deck area in my closet. I go into my closet. I bring my laptop because I've already, I know what my week's going to look like. So if I'm going out to meet clients, my look's going to be different, right? Or if I'm like coaching women from home via Zoom, my look's going to be different also. So then I look at that. I look at the weather. I'm such a dork, but you know, you got to do that. And then you have to get up you in my to. closet and my mornings are so much more enjoyable. Also, when I do Sunday prep, you got to have some good music and you must do like a dress rehearsal, I call it, because in your mind, that outfit may look amazing, but then you get it on your body and you're like, Ooh, no, <laughs> and you don't. Okay, that, Angie, that's, that's a regular Angie, occurrence for me. Yeah. And you know what you're giving me right now? You're giving me the vibe of Clueless. Have you ever seen the movie yes. Clueless where she has her automated thing? <laughs> totally Clueless Y'all, vibes. I'm loving this. I'm going to tell you what happened this morning. I got up and I said, <laughs> we're having cute people on today. I got to get my shit together and put on something cute instead of my standard so I go in there and y'all do, I'm like the way Angie feels about the smiling faces. I feel about what Christine, what's my favorite clothing thing. You should know this by now. Animal print or leopard. Your favorite oh. clip. Polka, no, she's dots. Black. polka yeah, dots. She loves oh, polka dots, but it has to be black and white. Like those are her go-to well, colors. A few, and they have to be usually big. They're like, I gotta be stating a piece polka dots, but I just love me a freaking polka dot. You know, so there was this sheer polka dot blouse. I thought I would wear it today. Y'all. I put it on. Oh, yes. And it was one of those moments you think, oh, my gosh, I'm home alone. How the hell am I going to get this off? It was, I couldn't get it over my breast. And then it got up around my neck. Then you start to sweat and panic. And you're like, I can't get it off. Oh, my gosh, I'm here alone. And I'm, I'm pulling it. And I'm right, that's, that could have been, that could have been Avoided. prevented with Sunday afternoon prep. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Because if that had been. Like, I already had my hair done moment. That could have been catastrophic. Oh, that would have been a disaster. You know, <laughs> you could have avoided that. But also what I learn about Sunday prep is it weeds out 
the garments in my closet that are freeloaders and freeloaders are those pieces mm -hmm. that don't reflect you anymore. Your style's evolved. And so you gift that to somebody else, you donate it. But when you have all that clutter in your closet and you're not really wearing it, it's just adding clutter to your life. So Sunday prep will eliminate that because you'll see, like Christina said, she has her go-to, that sweater, your jacket. You know, those are good pieces. Those are part of like your signature style. So those pieces belong in your closet. The ones you never go to, go. So like Sunday prep will all- And there's some that just take a little more work to pull the outfit together. And on Monday morning when you're late, because when I worked in an office, that was my middle name, she's gonna be late, um, and trying to get kids to school. It does, I remember driving all the way to school, you know, yelling at kids, shoes are hanging out the door, you know. I, I taught, this is totally great. Whereas if I had planned the outfit the day before, I could have taken an extra 10 minutes, found the right accessories, found the tights that went with that skirt, the boots that the heel wasn't falling off of, you know, having just a minute, I think it's the speed and running behind that causes us to just go to that same old, same old. And then we get on public and we're really not feeling ourselves. We're really not living our best vibe because I'm going to say every time I see Angie on social media, and I know it's social media, don't rub me voters, but she's on social media a lot, and it's 100% every time. And I love that because mine's sometimes only 100% from the boobs up or, you know, my hair's like poofed up in the back with a pin or something, you know. But Angie is together, and she seems relaxed. She seems happy. And so I think this is a great tip. Just And I'm a firm believer in a little preparation um, prohibits a lot of problems. Absolutely. So. Um, I always use my sister as an example and she lets me, she's corporate. So she's there, you know, she works a lot of hours and I always tell her why girl, why are you fighting me on it? Cause she fights me on Sunday prep all the time. And she's like, I'm just not that person. And I said, well, what's that person? She's like, I just, what if I change my mind? I was like, you can change your mind. I always do like a backup outfit just in case. And if you want to switch them around, go for it. You know, she goes, word, a backup outfit. Yes. Have a backup extra up in there. But she said, that's seems like a lot of work. Angie, <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> Every time she does her Sunday prep, people will ask her, Oh my gosh, is that new? And she's like, Nope. I shopped my closet. And so it really makes her look at those pieces. Like you said, Gail, it gives you time to be like, okay, I haven't worn this blouse in a while. I love this jacket. Could I mix it? Or you have that favorite piece that got pushed behind something. Yes. Haven't you ever discovered something? You're like, oh my gosh, I forgot I had that. I thought I lost that. That someone stole it. I always it's so exciting. I thought that will left that in a, you know, a hotel room in Albuquerque kind of thing. Yeah. So I forgot to tell guys when we start this episode today that we're going to be all over the place. Um, because this is just like I sit down with a girlfriend and those are some of my favorite episodes. I want to quickly, before we move on from style and clothing to talk about, because again, I put into place a similar method of when you go shopping, because, you know, we all go to the sale rack and we decide if it will do, if we can make do with that because it's $9.98 on sale at wherever, uh, versus really curating a wardrobe and for me, a few years ago, I decided on a base color. Now, you, that's not really your thing, but I have a base color. Mine's black. Some people it's navy, some people it's beige, some people it's white. But everything in my wardrobe pretty much will work back with black in some way. And what that did for me is it made my shoes, my accessories, everything was easier because everything 
you know, if it's a core piece, I know to just get it in black and it's going to work. And I started putting back, if it did not match black, regular denim or white denim, it wasn't coming home with me unless it was truly something special or it had another piece or something like that. So I know you do something similar and I know it's caused me a lot less stress and waste. So I wanted you to tell me quickly about your system. Yes. So I actually just talked about this on social media all last week since I'm doing this 30 day jacket challenge. Um, and I talked about intentional shopping, which I think is so important. And so there's a couple questions that I ask myself. I'm very intentional. My sister and my mom laugh. They're like, oh my gosh, you just never pull the trigger. I said, no, I pull the trigger, but I have to let it sit for a moment because one, I don't, I don't want to just waste either because I, I, I just start to think about the environment and what am I doing if I'm just mindlessly shopping and buying these pieces that I wanted to wear once. Like that's not, it has to fit my signature style. So I asked the first time I see that garment online, because I usually online shop now, it's how can I wear this piece three different ways? Mm, that's good. Three different ways, three different occasions different times of the day too, because I'm really big taking like, if you caught my stuff last week, I got this wool coat that I know is my forever piece. It's a classic. That's another question. Will it stand the test of time? And that wool coat, yes, will stand the test of time. I can wear it with my cute little leggings, tennis shoes, and a hooded sweatshirt. Like That's actually one of my favorite ways to wear it. Super casual. That's very casual, right? And then can I wear it mid-casual, if that's even such a thing, right? And that would just be with jeans, cute little sweater. And then can I fancy it up? So I already, like, created three looks in my head, which is like a yes, yes, yes. Then I ask myself, will it play nice with the pieces I already have in my closet? Can I pair it up with those pieces? Like Christina's must-have sweater with, and your little cardigan jacket. I can't see your jacket that much, but you know. It's a little snake print reptile. It's not my signature polka dot. That it's black and white, which is very on point for me. I like it. I hope my gardener's not coming, by the way. I'm so sorry if that happens. If he does, it's okay. Our dogs are going to bark in a minute. So okay. Awesome. Okay. So but you know what I love about all this, Angie, is it's all about your personal style and having your wardrobe what you're wearing and what you're putting to that subword reflect who you really are. And I feel like in midlife, we've taken, you know, the clearance rack. We've taken even things we bought for our children that don't work. I know my husband is constantly taking things my son has brought in and stuff wearing or things that we've been given. We were the last on the list. We dressed the kids. We forgot who we are. And I love this idea of going back and asking yourself, does the way I'm looking, the way I'm showing up reflect who I really am. And I've become to embrace that a little bit more instead of just finding the piece that'll make do. And I just want our listeners to know too, this does not have to be expensive. No. Um, I will buy stuff from the, even those little Chinese importers and have gotten some fantastic pieces. But part of it is using that discretion of those guidelines, those rules you've set for yourself. Also, one of my rules is if it is a trend that I know is going to come and go, that's what I'm going to pay $19.99 for. Exactly. That's what I'm going to, I'm not going to, that's not an investment piece. That's a toss and throw for this season. You know, a graphic t-shirt, a, um, you know, just a 
you know, a piece that's going to go out of style. But I think just gearing our minds back to think about it and have some intention intention that's what I see in you is that intention that you're you're a whole and that this all works together yeah so um anything else you want to say to them about style yes so two more things like you said it doesn't have to be expensive I found the best I love a gingham print I love houndstooth for like the fall and winter and then I love gingham starting like you know the end of March on and I found I blazers are my thing. I found the best blazer at Target this summer for $34. So I want women to know that it doesn't always have to be a $200 coat. You can find something really good at Target, at H&M, any one of those places. But the other thing that I think is super important, and I talked about this last week, it's why am I buying this piece? Is it a want? Is it a need? And am I trying to fulfill something? Because a lot of the times you're buying because you're bored. You know, you're just sitting there. It's like we've gotten into that routine. You, I think influencers are great on social media. Believe me, I shop from a lot of them. That's where I get my ideas. But you're like, oh, she has it and she has it. Okay, well, do you need it? Does that fit into your signature style? Are you bored? Or is this part of your therapy, you know? And so um, I like to ask myself those questions. And I always give my, if I want something right away, I make myself wait 24 hours. And if I wake up in the morning and I still want it, then I'm like, okay. And I went through all my questions. You know, and sometimes is it, am I going to have a chance to wear it? Because for me, I have been coveting white boots all season. Yes. White boots. The white Doc Martens, the white combat boots, the white go-go boots, the white over-the-knee boots. Mm. But in reality, I had to say to myself, Gail, with COVID and the current situation, how many times are you going out? And you have gotten a few new pair of shoes that I bought at the first of COVID when everybody was having sales. And some have not even been worn yet because I've not gone anywhere. So... I want those so badly, but I am waiting it out because a boots are always an investment piece. Yes. And I want them badly, but I had to get real with myself. And so that's probably going to be, we'll see if it hangs around the next season. Okay. I, I, I need to jump in here. So clearly I love to fill a void because I have shoes. I, I mean, I bought heels at the beginning of um, COVID. I bought uh, a pink, a, a pink pair of heels and then I bought another pair of heels in the summertime and I will tell you that I've worn both of those pairs of shoes one time uh, because I have realized now that I'm a little bit heavier and I've been rocking flats for the last two years that I don't want to be in heels. And We've so, got to retrain yourself now. I, yeah, We've well, got rest. We've gone to hell. I know. <laughs> so I like oh my gosh like what do you what do you do about that right like what do you do about having you're gonna have to wear those heels around your house and retrain your feet before you attempt to go to dinner oh my gosh I know I know and you guys I just bought like a whole bunch of bell bottomy jeans oh my gosh obsessed with flare leg Obsessed. obsessed yes right yes obsessed work it girl however I have to wear heels because I'm only five foot. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, how long are we going to be out for? Are we just two hours, right? And then we're coming home. He's like, yeah, I'm all great. I'm going to be able to come home and get naked. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even want any clothes on. I was like, I just, just get it all off. 
There have been days I have taken a bath and put pajamas back on. I mean, what the hell? I have lost my mojo, but I'm getting it back thanks to Angie. And get your groove back, girl. Big things fit. I'm gonna get my groove. I'm gonna get back Listen, on Listen, Stella. That's that's gonna be your um your eighty year old self, Gail. Do you know Stella. My, that was my mom's name? Shut up. I did no, not know that. You did not know that. Oh my gosh. Aww. Okay. You got your groove back, girl. Stella gets her groove back. There it is. Groove. Okay. okay. So we want you to have a style. That's the bottom yeah. line here. Have a style. Show your style. Midlife women aren't washed up. And y'all, it'll make you feel so good. I, I want to be that girl that someone walks by something in a store and they say, oh, that looks like Gail. I don't and, care. And if can you we... like it or not, they think you relate it to me. Because yeah, I do have friends also... that say, that's so you. And I know what they're saying. I wouldn't be caught dead in it, but it looks like you. And that's okay. That's okay. But can we also do this too, you know, for our midlife community or even just women in general? You guys, if we see a woman out and about and she's rocking whatever she's rocking, can we just tell give her, her a hell yeah? Yes. Yeah, just a hell yeah. Go yes. ahead, girl. Like that might be your style. It's not mine, but you know what? You have the goals to wear it. You go, girl. And if it makes you feel confident and good, I, I mean, ain't no stopping you. Right. Just do okay, it. that's in the book too. So we're yes. just going to go to that next because. I call them drive-bys. Drive. And <laughs> oh my gosh. I, do this thing. I freaking love that. And she's not even at Folsom. So what are you talking about? Yeah, this is a drive-by. I will just, like, I will zoom across a parking lot when I see that lady. And like you say, it doesn't have to be that it's my style. What I'm looking for is, like you said that woman, you know, that was freaking effort. I mean, you know, when she's yeah. got it, uh, it, it, you know, that she... I freaking took her all damn morning. I'm going to appreciate her, even yes. if it's not my style. And I will just zoom across a parking lot to find her walking in the store and roll up, roll down my window and say, you look fabulous. Yes. Or get I love it, or something. Y'all. I, I have been, I have been on the day. phone. I have been on the phone with her and she's like, ma'am, I just have to tell you. And I'm, <laughs> I'm dying. Christine, I just can't believe she... I'm talking to people, but. <laughs> and so say, she doesn't have her makeup on and she's just like, wow. <laughs> I don't care. It's about her. It's, a, it's, it's about hilarious. Her. Yes, I, I did. I know I was going in the public and I commented on a lady's purse. And there was a third lady coming into our tribe that said, did you come in on her purse? And I'm like, yeah. And I thought that was strange question. Oh, no, I was about to tell her I love it too. So it became this threesome of people appreciating a woman. How many times do we have that happen? Because y'all, we're all living our insecurities. We have mm -hmm. been in a climate that told us to tear people other down and that would make us better. And it's just a lie from the right. pit of hell. It's a lie that, frankly, the misogynistic institutions have perpetuated that we women have to be combative and tear each other down. So and just mood movers and smiling. Yeah. Did you want to say something about that, Angie? Yeah, I was just yeah. going to think about it. and. You know, the women, you, the woman you give that compliment to, because I love doing that too. Maybe it was the first time she tried that purse or those shoes. And then you just gave her that confidence boost. And like, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, that's what we're here for, to interact. Haven't you ever been out and you wore right. something you thought was really cute and no one said anything? Yes. Wait a I'll minute. I'll come talk to my husband. Nobody said anything about my new shoes. And you slapping her head off over here. Well, and, and when person? we give the compliment, but when we give the compliment, it gives her permission to do it. Again. Yes. 
She's like, and okay. I think that's a big deal. Yes. It gives her permission. And it says, because, I'm not threatened by you because you're fabulous. Right. Let's right. both be right. fabulous. Right. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about your style. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know. So, so for Angie, it's all about beats. Yeah. And the grocery store. So let's talk about just human interaction, general. Yes. And jo- this was a great little chapter of the book, and your daughter was hilarious in this. So she, tell us about that. She always knows when I'm about to talk to somebody, and all of a sudden she's gone. And I try to gone. explain to her, like, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I can sense when somebody wants, I don't, it's this weird thing. Like, you can feel it, right? It could be a man, a woman standing in line at UPS. And I'll just start the conversation. I mean, the beat story was true. I mean, I needed to talk to somebody because I did not know what a beat looked like. I should have just Googled it. We're talking vegetables now, not the music. Not the music, the vegetables. Just if you're paying attention. I did circle the produce area of Safeway three times before I, I saw that established woman. Like, a you know, she looked like my grandma. And I was like, yes. <laughs> she was supposed to be here. ma'am is this a beat and she's like yes and I was like oh my gosh I was like I was supposed to find you I circled this area three times but then it was like oh my gosh how do I prepare a beat how do I cook a beat so then I had all these conversations in the grocery store with three different people and it's like it made my day better and it just I feel like it's like that again that domino effect with the energy it's like and then you just pass that on to somebody else so For me, I'll just start talking to everybody because I feel like what if you don't know if they were having a bad day and your smile or your hello, how are you doing makes a huge difference and you can see it in their eyes too. So it's even though my daughter is embarrassed, I'm like, babe, we got to do this. You know what I mean? Like this is what we're supposed to do. But don't, don't you also think, Angie, like as you were talking, I'm thinking, gosh, you're getting all this great information from maybe, um, I call them my white haired ladies. You know, I love wisdom. Um, I love knowledge. I love that, um, people can help me to understand better. And so when that happens, it's like you're giving them an opportunity to pour into you and they're going, oh, great. I got an opportunity to pass it on. So it's like this reciprocal this reciprocal relationship, but it's, it's an encounter, not really a relationship. Absolutely. And it totally just made somebody's day and made yours. Yes, for sure. Think about this though. When, why did we become as a society, as people, as a species, so just disinterested in talking to other people? And why is this conversation the oddity? Why are we the right. oddity just talking to people? People are like, oh my God, you talk to strangers? Okay, why not talk to a stranger? When did our society get so jacked up that we can't even look at another member of our species and just say, is this a freaking beat? Well, I mean, Oh, because, because everybody's on their phone. And if you think about it, like I have teenagers, so how do they communicate? Even if say my daughter sees somebody in the store, I was like, why didn't you say hi? She goes, I did. I snapped them. She, she sent them a snap on Snapchat. I was like, what? In like literally <laughs> you need to say hello. Say hello. I, I like, say, oh my gosh. So it's like a different way they communicate now. Think about it when, Honestly, like I did this the other day at my friend's too. I pulled up to her house and I walked up to it and I said, I'm here. I didn't press her doorbell. Like when someone presses my doorbell now, I'm like, who's here? Oh my God, is that a killer? You know, GPS. I, 
<laughs> and my dog goes bonkers. Or Amazon. Bonkers or Amazon. It's like, yeah. don't ring the doorbell. The dog goes crazy. But, you know, really, we need to think about that. And let's be part of that generation that goes back to just can we communicate with other humans. But I think some of it, honestly, I think a lot of it's insecurity. We're so insecure mm. and we're so caught up in what everybody's going to think of us right. that we don't stop and think about what can we do for her. And what if we all went around every day making deposits and everybody else's little filtered bank account? Where would we be? Because it's going to come back to you eventually. Somebody's going to roll up and tell you how they like your funky new pink suede boots or something. You know, it's going to happen. Exactly. Smiling. You talk about even smiling behind your mask. Yes. And people can tell with your eyes, right? And I think because of covid I mean, it's crappy. We all know it's crappy, but let's, okay, how can we make it a positive? And that's like the same thing about standing in line, especially right now in the holidays, shipping stuff, doing all that. I'm always like, you know, the negativity is so high right now. People want to complain, but how can you switch that? Right? Like for me, like, how can you be that little bright light so you can change the whole energy in this line? So we're not all, you know, the poor workers, I feel so bad for them. You know, it's just like everyone's so rude to them. But if we like, so if you're just talking and just about whatever the day in line with somebody and asking them questions, it just changes the whole perspective of everything. So, and the smiling softens them. It definitely does. Well, like you said earlier, Christina, it gives permission for them. You know, these things have a cumulative effect, I believe. Okay, so something else in the book. I've got Doggate here. It's talking about goals and affirmations, and I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, as an Enneagram 8, where we have to keep it really real, affirmations are hard because they sound like bullshit sometimes. They're like, I'm not that <laughs> standing in the freaking mirror and talking about how my body is a goddess, and I'm over here, you know, stepping in the plus size department, you know. I'm just being honest. Oh, yeah. across sometimes as bullshit. And so I've had a hard time with that. And so, oh my God. Christine, are you going to be okay? I mean, is that too much? That's so funny because it's so you. I just like, yeah, that, right. is, that is my friend. She, she will be like, fuck you know, like, Yeah. Yes. And he wants to send me in front of me. I'm a fit goddess. No, I'm freaking fat. Look at scale. I mean, damn, let's just not be ridiculous. But you did a year of affirmation yes. on your Style by Angie Q blog, Style by Angie Q. Throw that out there again. And I thought this was really, I've never seen that go about it this way, where you had a different type of affirmation for January, February, March. And they didn't seem like bullshit affirmations. They seemed like empowering self-talk and not just crazy. Because I've known some crazies. Yeah. You know, like they're going to do something next week that is completely in disalignment with everything they've done the last 57 years or whatever their life is. And I'm just like, please, that kind of stuff just grabs me. But I didn't get that feeling from you and the way you handle goal setting and affirmations. Um, Because I am a big goal setter, but don't give me, like I said, bullshit goals. Don't tell me next week your life's going to be completely different because it's like, um, it's baby steps, it's discipline, it's time. So talk a little bit about the year of affirmation because I really like that. And here at Midlife Boxing, we love we have to talk about it, but we like to be about it and do mm-hmm. the actionable things. So I thought this was very actionable. So talk about it. Yeah. 
so um, this was just an idea I had. Well, not really me. Like God kept putting it on my heart. And I was just like, I'm so busy. Like I had all this stuff going on. And then finally I was doing my hair and he basically said, he spoke to me. Anyways, I was crying. I was like, I'm going to do this for a whole year. And sometimes the things I start. That's a commitment at a whole year. Yes. Sometimes when I start something, it's not only for others, but it's also to keep myself on track. And I have to like really be about it and go through the motions. Like you said, affirmations can sound a little like, okay, is that going to work or hooky or something, you know, just like not, it kind of seems sometimes when you haven't done it before, you think you're like, oh my, that sounds silly. And so silly, silly. I was trying to look for that word. So I just wanted to make it like, how can I break it down one month by month? Because a whole year seems so big. But for me, I like to focus on the small. Okay, this month I can focus on. What is an affirmation? And so when I would send the blog out to people who signed up, I gave them suggestions. Here are the ones I found. Here is mine. But look up what fits for your lifestyle. And then how do I make this a habit? Because that's the whole thing. It's okay to say I want to do this for a whole year, but, well, I got to take action. So how... How do I do that? And so for me, that was saying them three times a day and saying them out loud. Like I did the research. They're 20 times more powerful if you say it out loud and they work. And like literally right now, like my affirmations are like I have them on my computer, on my window, by my coffee pots, on the mirror when I get ready in the morning. And not only I think it's a benefit for me, but my kids see that. And last year at the beginning of this, I was closing a big deal with a client and I was I was. I was scared shitless, right? And I was like, oh my God, who do I think I am? And I turned it around. I just kept saying my affirmation over and over. And then I got there to meet the client. And it really gave me that extra confidence. You know, when you think about it, it's a way to bring the right voices forward. Yes. And to, you know, put off all the, the committees in your head, the voices from the outside. First, I want to stop and apologize, though, because it's Monday here. And for some reason, on Monday, my neighbors decide to do things like cut down trees. I don't know. Can you guys hear that? They are. It sounds it's like all good. they are. It, it only happens on Monday, y'all. I'm not even kidding. The most ridiculous things, they'll dig up the street. The dog has a bark attack. So I apologize, but we're going to keep going because it is Monday, and that's when we do this. But I want to read uh, something from the book, if you don't mind. Yeah. Once I started embracing my affirmations and stopped worrying about what others thought, my evolution of me was activated. Oh, my gosh. I want you to all write that down or in your car say it out loud. My evolution of me. That just those four words hit me. Don't hold yourself back because of self-limiting beliefs. Activate you. You have to strip away all the self-conscious feelings for affirmations to work. This is about you. You are worth it. Your mind is powerful. What you feed it is in your control. But y'all, my evolution in me, I think that is like, may even be the second tagline under Midlife Moxie, my, evolu- my evolution in me, because that's in, that is an incredibly powerful phrase. So let's just talk about like January. January, if you don't have it handy, Angie, I've got it. Yeah, I have it right here. I already know. Yeah. Your thought affirmation. So what might that look like? 
Oh, for my, okay, so hold on. What page is it on again? <laughs> like, I love cliche. I feel like she's all prepared. Look at her now. No, I'm just kidding. That was on page, um, uh, wait a minute. I have my readers on 38, I think. Okay. You should have done it in Braille, Angie, for the elderly here. <laughs> Year of affirmations. Let me just read yep. this real quick while she's getting her thoughts together. January thought affirmation. February self-care. March bedtime. April, empowering. May, success. June, stress-free. July, growth mindset. August, joy. September, letting go. October, confidence. November, blessed. December, self-esteem. You know what I love about this, too? It wasn't trying to tackle everything at once. Mm -hmm. So let's tackle one part of my thoughts yes. in the evolution of me. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Do you have that trademark? Is that trademark? No, not yet. But... <laughs> She's all, now you just gave me a good idea. I'm a wealth of ideas. I should be everybody's wealth <laughs> because, I mean, I've got a million of them. So, like, for January, thought affirmation, like, give us an example of what yours might be. Okay, so I actually have mine January here. It's all faded, too. I have this in, obviously, three places in my house, too. But so um, because it was the beginning of the year and I had some big goals, I knew I needed to really get a hold of my thoughts. Because if you think about it, you will talk negative, negative to, about yourself to yourself all the time. And it's you're just you accept mm. it and you think that's mm. fine. But when you start using positive affirmations, it flips the the switch or the script, right? It's like you're, now, I also want to say when you say big goals, you're not joking. One was write a book, do this affirmation group. I mean, it wasn't just lose 10 pounds and, you know, get my hair did. Yes. So you went into, this was a serious year for you. Yes. But I think affirmations are good for small goals and big, I call them pee your pants kind of goals. Um, they're needed for both of them. So I knew I had to get my thoughts right, especially starting the year. It's like, all right, girl, we're going to do this. Like, you got to buy into it. We're 100%. So um, my affirmation was, my thoughts do not control me. I control my thoughts. And today, my thoughts will be happy, free, and positive. So that's what I would say over and over in January. They will See, I love that. It's not some kind of crazy... I'm the queen of the universe. I right. will bow down before me. You've heard some people's affirmations or, in your or life. Really, well, and and I love that she she said things. They were descriptors of who she was wanting to become in the midst of January, mm -hmm. and how that was going to further her along in her next affirmation. So it's it's kind of like laying this foundation of these are the descriptors that I see myself as or who I'm becoming or who I want to become. It's not so far off. Like I will lose 20 pounds by the end of this month. And I will, you know, like it's, it's, it's not that it's something simple for people to grasp because what I have found. And also wasn't a to-do list. Right. It really was working on the thoughts. Mm -hmm. Right. And what I've found with affirmations is sometimes people make affirmations and they're so far outside of their wheelhouse where I'm like, that's not going to come together. And I have been notorious for doing this because it's like that doesn't align with what's going on within mm -hmm. me. And I need what's going on within me to develop these descriptors of who I want to be. Mm -hmm 
and then I can go into that whole, the bigger thinking. So it, it sets you up for the, the, the rubber band stretch is what I like to call it. Yeah. Right. It sets you up for the rubber band stretch. Is that what your, your thought process was when you were creating this? Well, I, I, when I first created it, I was just like, all right, God told me to do this. So I'm going to do it. So I kind of learned as I went and, um, I knew it had to, like you said, it had, I wanted my affirmations to be authentic with who I was. I didn't want to just find one on the internet and be like, okay, I'm just, I said I was doing this, so I'm going to pick it. It's like that. I think that's important. You know, yeah, it would be such a disconnect. So I knew it had to be like, not meant for me, but like reach me. And I think that that's important because a lot of times we, we create an affirmation because it sounds good. It'll sound good to the outside world. And that's not, we are talking to ourselves. We are talking exactly. to ourselves. So you can find more about Angel's affirmations in the book. But before we finish, I have to, here's, I found the one about age that I wanted to start with. I know all over the place I told you would be. Appreciate your moment and be confident with your age. What you have to say and offer has no age requirement. What it really comes down to is this. Am I relevant? Am I adding value? Am I being authentic? You can be 82 and still speak of confidence, style, goals, and affirmation. You're the boss. And you talked about surrounding yourself with people of all ages. And I love that because we're finding that here. Like we've got a show upcoming where we're going to talk to the more millennial end of the sphere, the people who are just rolling up on midlife. And you talk about, I thought it was interesting. You talked about interacting with your 20 something crew. Like they know all about technology. You don't have to be brilliant to know that's where you need to go for that kind of help. Right. You said now my 50 and over crew. Now, Angie, I'm going to give you a little side on that one. 50 and over is if we're Angie, 55, baby, 55. Okay. You said, I want to soak in all of their wisdom. I respect their experience, want to learn from them. I love that. I, I, I mean, I do think there's been contention between the decades and generations sometimes. And we have so, if we could just learn to respect both ends. That's the word respect, because it's when, when we don't respect each other. But I respect, like I was just thinking about, I had this conversation with an elderly lady at my church, she's probably 80. And I was just like really soaking in what she was saying to me on Sunday because she has something I don't have and I want to learn from her. And then the same thing with the 24 year old, you know, like they get, they really do get a bad rap, but if you approach them where you still, it's a mutual respect, then it's going to be the best relationship. Some of them deserve it. Okay. My children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Angie, Angie, you're you're speaking my 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 language right now. Yes. When I'm at church, I have my mentors at church. I have different age yes. ages, right? But I have a mentor, and I I believe Mary Lou's. Um, gosh, Mary Lou, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. Um, I think she's about 84. Um, she drives. I mean, she's just she's with it, and. I, I, I love my, my time with her. Mm -hmm. It's so precious to me because she's lived a lot of life and she's made mistakes and she's, you know, very transparent about it. And it really helps yes. as you navigate through those next seasons of your life. And when I'm at church, 
I love to talk to the youngsters. Like, people are like, teenagers. I'm like, no, I want to hear everything. Tell me what, tell me all the things. Like, tell me the music you're listening to. Tell me what you want for Christmas. Tell me, tell me um, how your schoolwork is going. And people are like, really? You want to know all that stuff? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because where can I add value? How can you add value that keeps you relevant? Also, Going back to the age thing, I used to hear this all the time when I was a stylist. I can't wear that. I'm too old. Says who? Says who? You are the boss. So, like, I, when when I'm 80-something, I'm still going to be rocking style because who says I can't? Like, <laughs> there are no rules about that. So, I feel like sometimes women put this age limit. I can't because I'm 65. Like, I can't wear distressed mm-hmm. jeans. Yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, I love my distress scenes. <laughs> yeah. Love my distress scenes. Do your thing, girl, you know? So um, I think. I love that because I think, again, we've been pitted against each other, especially women, to fear the younger generation that our men are going to leave us for them. And they fear being us because that's what might happen to us. You know, and we forget that we were all a teenager. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be a midlifer. You know, if we're still alive, we're all going to be elderly. But we have this way that we see people as who they are today and act like that's who they've always been. Right. And we forget that they were this and they were that and that we all have something to offer. But, again, take down those securities, take down the competition. We really want to make midlife something that those millennials coming behind us look forward to. We want to make it appealing. Yes. We're yes. bitch and about it all the time. That's not going to be well, appealing. When we let ourselves yeah. go, that's not appealing. And, and that they're willing to pass it on like mm-hmm. we have done here in, in the Midlife Moxie community. You know, one of the things that we saw is that there was a need that needed to be filled. And so we were like, okay, let's step into this space because clearly nobody's nobody's like Gail and I, you know. They're, we're just unique. Some people are giving praise we're, right now. We're, we're unique. Some people are giving um, their hands are in the air <laughs> that they're only one of each. But I, I think it's good to, um, I think it's good to, to be able to do that because then it gives them permission. We've been talking about that a lot today, mm-hmm. giving people permission to do the next right thing, yeah. to do the and then some, to do um, that thing that might scare you or the thing that might um, hold you back from doing it again. But just do it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and be willing to, to put out your hand. I, I love that. I just think that's really awesome. I'm so excited. And to, you tie that yeah. into being a lifelong learner. That's yes. kind of where we were going mm-hmm. with that. And I do think a lot of us get to midlife and we feel like we're kind of done. I, I, I'm, I'm who I am. Mm-hmm. And we stop growing. We stop growing in all the ways. We stop learning. We stop evolving. The evolution of me. Um, <laughs> the, we stop changing our hair up like we get to 45 and that hairstyle is what we're going to do until we become a washing set and y'all I've already talked about if I become a washing set please plan an intervention do something if I start no no if I'm asking for perms but you know a lot of us get there and we become stuck at that spot and that's like our forever style forever person and I think that's so sad and my husband's older than me and that man I love that man. He's such a hottie. He is always evolving his style. He is always learning. And I think that's something we love about each other. We're always up for the next adventure and learning the new thing. 
Um, we love listening to podcasts. We love music. We, we go to concerts with the kids. They're horribly embarrassed, but right. We're not going to watch you. We want to go right. to 21 pilots. So we're going. And especially if we're paying, we're going. So I just want people to throw off those helmets that they put around their brain about getting older, being midlife, that, that life has happened and you're kind of done. This is it for the rest. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I think that's like the one thing I learned the most this year when like, I learned a lot this year and it's just being okay. And I call it learner territory and I write about it in the book and knowing it's okay to make mistakes because I think that's why people don't try new things. Well, I won't be good at it. You won't in the beginning. You won't. And you need to accept that. Right. And being okay that, all right, well, I'm going to stumble, but that's how you're going to learn. And I think that's oh, when I get those skates back on, I know I'm going to bust my ass. Let's just be ready. <laughs> um, and then and now you're, I, I'm realizing I just got an Amazon card as a gift. That, that's what I'm going to get. I'm getting the skates. Yeah. Get the skates. Oh my gosh. They're so much fun. I got two now. I got a pair last year and then this amazing um, lady opened up a shop in the Bay area and I wanted to support her. So she had these really cute, you guys, off topic, but like star, gold star, star skates. They're like suede, oh, black with gold. Super cute. Oh my gosh. I rock them. I'm like, Angie super cute. is like, she is all about yellow. Yes, I do love yellow. She's all about rainbows. Yep. All about the 70s. Yes. You just have to get the book. You have to follow her on Instagram. Okay. So, so Angie, you know, you'll have to make a way up here when when your husband goes to work and we'll have to do a day where we can go get lunch, go roller skating and girl, you know, just have some fun shopping for bell bottom jeans. Like, Oh my God. I'm flying out. We'll we'll FaceTime Gail. We can't know Gail's coming. Oh, you're not. Gail Gail will be on the first plane. She'll be like, let's do it. I'll bring my skates, my new skates. You know I'm here well, gosh, for Angie, it. I've just, I've admired you from afar and we're going to have some events coming up with Midlife Moxie soon mm-hmm. and we want you there, hopefully in 2022. And, um, you know, we just want you to be one of our partners. We just totally vibe with you. We definitely think you found your Midlife Moxie oh, wow. and your group Absolutely. and your vibe. And that's what attracted us to you. We want to have this conversation. So, You'll find more in her book, Let's Do This. Good Vibes Guide to Finding Your Inner Beat. And I love that inner beat, y'all. We've all got it. Reconnect to her. She is, she's your true. She's your you. And so, Angie, last words. What would you want to say that we haven't said? Uh, Well, first, I want to thank you two for having me on and just speaking to the people who are listening. Just, you know, don't be afraid to do it. Just be you, right? I know that sounds like so dumb to say, but like it is so freeing when you just accept who you are and the domino effect it has with others in your life. is It's like life-giving, right? You just feel that good energy. So just embrace. Really. Never in your truest you. Yeah. Be your true your you. Your true you. Don't worry about what others are going to think. They're going to think that way no matter what, if you're being the true you or not being the true you. So you might as well be feeling yourself. (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. Thank you for your time, Angie. I know you're incredibly busy just launching the book this year. What's the one big thing we should be looking for you for from you in 2022? So 2022, I'm doing all my keynotes. So I kind of took the most important things from my book and I had my first keynote November 18th in Folsom at a women's conference. So I'll just be speaking to different organizations and businesses and just helping okay, I have others out. That's what. Yes. Spreading the message. Okay, I love Angie, that. Send because... me, send, send me that information. Sure. And I'll come, I'll come check you out. <laughs> you got you it. Know, I think ladies, this is how we create a movement. We find ourselves, we are doing the work on ourselves. We become the learners. And then as we learn it and as we become it, we pass it yes. to the next girl. And we join together in Love Barnes and Community. So we are excited to be officially arm locked with you, Angie. Quit us all. And um, quit us all. Quit us all. Quit us all. You, you got right. it. Yeah. So glad you could give us this valuable time today. We always have to close with a word from some of our affiliates. They have great deals for you. So what you got, Massey? Well, I have boobalicious products, boobalicious products. So if you get sweaty boobs or you get sweaty down there, well, we got some amazing products for you. It's called Love, L-U-V, boobaliciousproducts.com. You'll want to go check them out and hit Moxie, M-O-X-I-E, for your little discount savings. It is so much. There are so many good things from boobalicious products. And you can have luscious limits while you roller skate. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. And they're all natural vegan products. So, you guys, it's really yummy. And everybody loves luscious lemons. What say you, Gail? I say get yourself some cute and comfy shoes. We do not have to give up comfort for style, and we've been told we did for a very long time. In walks walkingcradles.com slash moxie. They are going to offer you a 20% discount off their styles if you use the code word moxie20. These shoes are created by a woman designer, and they have little pillow pockets and clothes. They're size inclusive, 4 to 13 in all widths. But you can get a shoe that actually fits your foot and is designed with thought. So check them out, walkingcradles.com slash moxie, code word moxie20. And then at the time of this airing, we're closing a few more deals. Um, we don't have all the code words for you yet, but you can refer to the website, midlifemoxie.net, and see all of our retail partners. And I, we're going to be welcoming Bossa Bars, which are energy bars for menopausal women. And then we have a shaper. What's that? Yes, candy? Eye candy. Eye, eye candy, candy shapers. shapers. Mm -hmm. From Columbia, right? Yes, and they're really good. You guys, like, they will suck it all in. So if you've had surgeries or if you just want to look really super hot in that snatch in that super fabulous red dress that you've been waiting all year to wear. Well, there you go. You guys. If I don't too. look like Sophia Vergara, I'm going to be upset. So, but oh check God. out this new page on our website, retail partners. That's where we're going to put all the discounts and offers that our affiliates are passing along to you. And we truly appreciate their support of the show. Again, thanks to Angie Quintessal. The book is Let's Do This, available on Amazon at Barnes & Noble right now. Follow her speaking engagement, styleByAngieQ.com, styleByAngieQ.com. And we've got a little something working with Angie, and so we'll be talking more about that soon. So, again, thanks for listening in. And what do we always say, Christina? Until next time, go and get your moxie on. Bye-bye now.